Welcome back. This is the week you missed with Todd and Jared, Jared and the Bear. I like bringing that. I think we're finally getting somewhere. How you doing? It is September 15th. Beautiful day. Yeah, it's been a beautiful couple of days. Uh, I feel like I've been loving the weather lately. It's kind of fallish, a little bit warm, but feeling really good. I think uh, you already probably have a good idea of what I'm going to talk about. Um, because she just always gets me riled up. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I, I know now. Uh, that, that was going to be on. Uh, that was going to be on my list. Uh, yeah. As well, it could just be what sure. we talk about. We could just pile it on her. Um, if for the viewers uh, who don't know, uh, AOC wore a dress yesterday or two days ago to the Met Gala that said uh, "Tax the Rich." Um, and she just thinks she's awesome for it and like all smiling, like, oh, I'm so smart. And I'm really uh, getting one up on these billionaires. And um, I just don't really see uh, the value in doing that. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's productive at all. And then um, I brought up some points on a Facebook post actually that a lot of AOC supporters were quick to uh, argue with me and say I was actually wrong. And I, I really was uh, bringing up like just the fact that um, it doesn't make much sense and whatever she's doing. Um, I basically said she's probably not paying taxes on the dress herself. And people were like, actually, when you give a gift, the uh, the gifter is the one who pays the taxes, not the one who receives the gift. And I was like, all right, whatever. Um, cool, if that's actually what it is. But uh, the main point is she is guilty of a lot of the things that she uh, is arguing about or claims that billionaires are guilty of. I'm sure she has uh, tax breaks on her tax returns. Uh, just like everyone does, because that's the rules and you follow kind of the rules. She's also an elite earner. She makes over $150,000 a year from one job. I'm sure she makes a lot more from merchandise and promotions and probably book deals or God knows whatever else she has gone. So she's making, she's a top 1% in the world. So I just don't understand how someone who is on the top end echelon of earners. So when you're talking about inequality, you are the one who's unequal on the receiving end to be so upset about inequality and that taxing rich. Meanwhile, too, the rich people that she's arguing about pay more taxes than her and yeah. produce more than her. I, I don't see anything, anything she does as valuable. Well, look, and, and I think the, the biggest like hypocrisy to me and the bigger parts of that whole thing are a couple couple points. One, there's this great video you can see, because look, I, I will say like, I'm not a fashion person really, but like that was a beautiful dress. And I think she fucked it up with putting the terrible red writing on the back. Right. Um, there's this great image of um, her like walking out. I don't know if she's like walking out or walking in but there's one or two people behind her like carrying the train of the dress, you know, her servants essentially that are wearing masks while she's walking out completely unmasked, just 
eating it in, all the photographers, AOC, who are you wearing? What's going on? Tax the rich, I love it. Ah. And yeah. it's, you know, that to me was the bigger hypocrisy of the of the entire event, not just AOC. It's because look, we've been told that breakthrough vaccinations are a thing, our breakthrough infections are a thing, that vaccinations aren't good enough, that we still need to wear masks if we're inside in public, which is exactly what the Met Gala was. And the thing that's happening to me, it's like, I would have thought that at least for like the photo line and the red carpet, they would have at least masked up then to at least put on appearances of like, hey, we're following the rules that we support for, you know, the hoi polloi, the little people. But mm. no, they didn't. And it, and it just goes to show it's like these people don't believe that this is actually as large of a risk it is. It's exactly what the TSA is and what it was after 9-11. It's security and safety theater. It's, it's this going through the motions of, making of doing things that you say are vital to making you safe when everyone knows that it's not and and look i'm not an anti-masker i wear a mask i'm backed up like but it's just it's just silly at this point and the the other thing and I, I forget who brought this up but i think i saw it on twitter but basically being like at this point you know aoc and all these other leftist squad members in congress they're like they're like cosplaying the revolution mm -hmm. because when the Russian revolution was popping off, the Bolsheviks or whomever, you know, were the ones who overthrew the czars. They didn't want to go to their parties and hang out with them and rub elbows with them. They kicked in the doors and killed everyone. When right. the French revolution was going on, the sans culottes didn't want to go party with the king. They killed them. Yeah. Like it's, so it's this, it's this ridiculous thing where it's like, well, I hate this world that wealth has created and I rail against it, but I love their parties and I want to go, you know, rub they, elbows with them and eat the expensive food and drink the drinks. Like, Exactly. On. That's what some of these people were arguing. They're like, no, that was like the whole genius of it. She was going to this billionaire's event to make this statement to them and really like make the billionaires look bad. It's like, no. She was going to a billionaire's event or a rich person event because she's enjoying being rich and doing rich people things. Uh, and that's basically it. So like, if I, I agree with you and like uh, the Russian revolution on Bolsheviks is like, yo, if you don't like them, don't be a part of them. I would, you know what I would do? I would get a invitation to the Met Gala and she's all big on Instagram. I would post a Instagram uh, picture of me declining the invitation and saying I'm not going to be a part of such um, a ridiculous event. And I agree with you also. Another point I was going to bring up is why are they having an event like this during a pandemic? We don't need yeah. to have events. Shouldn't we only have things that are very vital? Uh, what's the word that we started saying in pandemic? Um, necessary. Uh, um. Oh God, I forget. It's it's what ninety. It's like what ninety percent of small essential, essential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, why aren't we? Ha why are we having non-essential events? We should only really have, in my opinion, essential events. So, and I'm. I feel like AOC is kind of of that angle too, where it's like, do you think the Met Gala was essential? AOC was that really something you had to do? I don't really think so. So it's like one why are you doing this during a pandemic Two, why are you doing um a luxurious event and like being a part of something that you seem to also be so um against doesn't well, really make sense 
And I said, my wife and I were talking about this and I said the exact same thing. I said, if AOC wanted to be morally consistent and really, I think, be someone, if, if she had done basically what you said and that she should have showed the end, she should have showed the invite, she should have said, I'm declining this invitation because there is nothing, there is not a greater display of disgusting, ostentatious wealth for no other reason but wealth than the Met Gala. It is gross. These people are gross. It's raising an insane amount of money for an institution that, frankly, would probably be fine without it. I mean, I, I have to imagine the Metropolitan, you know, Museum of Art is not hurting for money. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I would and love to. Thing. I would love to look into all of the numbers of um, of it and of everyone who went there, but I wouldn't be surprised that it's all. Um, it's all obviously tax loopholes. They're all they're trying to like just dodge taxes, um, which I think she probably knows, and she's like against that. But hey, you're being a part of it right now. Like the money that you are giving um, to this organization, or that you got gifted this organization, is not going to taxes as it should. I don't know. Whole thing yeah. is just backwards. And you know, and this could actually open up uh, the next topic. So you, you said something in passing there, you called it, you know, it's a tax loophole. And this is something that always gets, that always sort of rubs me the wrong way because is the mortgage, is the mortgage interest deduction, is that a loophole or is that a tax deduction? It's a loophole, uh, right? It's a way to avoid paying more taxes because my whole point is, is that loopholes what loopholes actually are is a tax deduction that someone else doesn't like it's what you call a tax deduction when one you probably don't get to take advantage of it and two you think it shouldn't exist but we don't call it the child you know the child care tax loophole it's a child care tax credit it's the mortgage interest deduction not the mortgage interest tax loophole it's not the charitable i guess, I guess to me what i'm thinking uh, a little bit hopefully uh this makes sense but I think to me, it's uh, a little bit, and you're, you're right, it's a little bit of like the intent of how you do it. So like yeah. the child um, the child one really made it click for me is like, yeah, it's um, a deduction if you have one kid, right? And uh, it's just your kid, but it's a loophole if you somehow like get the paperwork to adopt 20 kids and uh, just legally have them yeah. under your leadership, but uh, you get the deduction credit. You know what I'm saying? That 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 would be fraud if you're not actually taking care of the kids. But if you're just yeah, well, I mean, there's them. there's ways to make that fraud a loophole, though. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I guess my point is it it just to me it's because I think something that goes on and it's happening. I think both sides do it, but I think it's especially prevalent on the left. It's this abuse of language in making mm -hmm. points, and it's it's changing the way we talk about things and saying, you know, like the, I think the, the birth control thing with like Hobby Lobby several years ago is a big thing. So saying Hobby Lobby is denying access to their employees for birth control. No, they weren't. They just didn't want to pay for it. They weren't preventing their employees from buying birth control on their own. They weren't saying, if you're on birth control, we're going to fire you. They're just saying right. because of our moral beliefs, we don't want to underwrite it in, as part of our health insurance. Now, I disagree with that. I, I think I think Hobby Lobby was foolish to do it. But don't call it something it's not. They weren't denying access to anyone. They right. were just saying, we're not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that's the, the 
the use of the word access is one that if you really start listening for it, you'll be like, well, no, they're not denying access. They're just not paying for it. Like, like Jeremy, I didn't, I'm not buying you lunch today. Am I denying you access to lunch? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, you are. I'm blaming <laughs> you for not having lunch today. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And, um, I definitely agree. I, I can't think of an uh, example off the top of my head, but, um, I was thinking about that. I think within the last couple of days, how, uh, there's an argument how they use this certain word that's not really um, reflective of like what the situation is and then makes people get like a lot more upset than they really uh, should be, in my opinion, justified to be or, or whatnot. But absolutely, I guess that's politics. Was, was that your next um, topic or did oh, that? No, that was just a little tangent on, uh, on yours. But uh, I, I got another thing that I want to discuss and it's, you know, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that in the last day we have seen basically a documented complete act of, frankly, probably treason um, from one of the top generals in the U.S. military. And might maybe I think he's the Joint Chief of Staff, whatever his name. It's uh, uh, General Mark Milley, um, and yeah. a recent book came out um, by Bob Woodward and whoever his writing partner is that talked about that after January 6th, Mark Milley got together all the top military brass in a room and basically said, you are not going to execute any military orders that Trump gives without my involvement, without looping me in, without basically having my say so. And he went around the room apparently and individually made sure every single person there knew exactly what was going on. And this apparently was also done. Nancy Pelosi was also involved in this action. And look, I, January 6th was terrible. I think Trump was certainly probably deranged in that moment and definitely a little bit tweaked, but that is not the point. The point is that this general on his own accord completely circumvented one of the most important parts of our constitutional government, which is civilian control of the military. You do not as a military leader get to put yourself at the top of the chain of command and say, hey, if we need to go to war or anything, that's my choice, fuck no. That is not the way this works. And, you know, and, it, and it's just very distressing to see that people are lauding him. Some people on the left are basically being like, well, this is a heroic action taken in a time of distress. And like, look, if, if Trump had said, we're gonna start sending nukes over to China, in that moment, if he had said, no, we're not gonna do that. And if he had stopped that order, I think he would have been a hero. And you know what? He still probably would have faced like a court martial or discipline, but sometimes taking heroic action means that you have to face the consequences of doing that, even if what you did was right. And even if though it violates the rules, but that's not what happened. He was preemptively saying, I think this guy might do something with nothing but a gut feeling of my own. And so now I'm putting myself at the top of the military chain of command when it comes to armed forces and nuclear weapons. And that's just, it's crazy. And it, it, that, that is closer to a coup than anything that happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Sorry, mm. rant over. No, 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 that's good. I, I, um, I'm not as familiar with this story as, uh, as others, but um, I think uh, I agree with you in the part where you said, um, yeah, he'd be lauded as a hero if there was actually like um, a known thing that was gonna happen and he stopped it. But um, I think the fact that there wasn't one and we don't know of one makes it where, yeah, he definitely uh, 
did the wrong thing and overstepped some um, boundaries and lines. I think it's um, just funny to comment too. Um, Trump came out saying with the statement saying, I wasn't even thinking about uh, attacking China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was probably like his daily wet dream. I was like, oh, I wish we could go to war with China. So <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty wild. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that because um, I don't know. Do you think he's actually going to get in trouble? Um, well, and this, this leads into something else I wanted to bring up, which is that like, I feel like every time a political party is in power, everyone always just assumes be like, it's going to be Democrat rule forever, or it's going to be Republicans in mm -hmm. power forever. And it's like, no, it's not, motherfucker. Because yeah, you know what? He might not get in trouble now, but if Republicans retake Congress and if Mark Milley is still in his position, I guarantee you there will be a congressional investigation launched against him. And yeah. they will make his life super, super uncomfortable until he resigns or basically force him out. I think he should resign. I think he should do the honorable thing. And look, I think he could even save face and be like, look, you know what? What I did violated the constitution. It violated the military chain of command, which is vital to maintaining our defense and our, you know, the military, you know, operations. But in the moment, I thought it was necessary. And I apologize for the actions that I take, but I would do it again or something along those lines. I think he there is a way for him to acknowledge that what he did shouldn't be done and shouldn't be done by other people, but at the same time saying these were extraordinary circumstances and you weren't there, you weren't in the moment, and so you can only judge me so much. And you know what, I, I honestly, I, I get why he did what he did. I don't think it's right. I think it's a dangerous precedent to set, but like, I'm not... I'm not super critical. I don't think he should be like thrown in jail, even though he probably could be court-martialed for this in like a completely, in just like by a reading of the rules um, of military conduct. But it sets a super, super dangerous precedent. And the thing is, it's like the next time this happens, it might go in a direction that we don't want. Mm -hmm. What if at some time the military starts thinking, well, shit, it's really, really important that we launch military operations in this Central American country. This, the threat to our nation is vital and this president just doesn't see it. So you know what? We're launching the strike. Right. We're sending the bombers in because this president is dangerous in his dereliction of duty and not recognizing this threat. If you don't think that that could happen, you don't understand how the U.S. military works and you don't understand how how these things can sort of evolve over time. And I just think it's an incredibly dangerous precedent to set. I think it's also a little interesting that he called China and said like, don't worry, we're not gonna attack you. And if we are gonna attack you, I'll give you a heads up. It's like, yo, since when is China um, a friend of ours? Like, I no. get it, uh, you don't wanna mess that up, but like, that just seems wild to be, um, more friendly with China than our own president, as much as you might not like our own president. Well, and, and frankly, I think, you know, that is, that part of it as well is something that is frankly, to me, potentially even more treasonous. You're, you're going to a power that, you know, we have diplomatic relationship with, but like, look, China's an adversary. No one would say, no one would say otherwise. And that part about being like, well, look, man, if we are going to attack you, I'll give you a heads up. What the fuck? Yeah, like, that could end up getting American soldiers killed or getting more Americans killed. Like, look, mm -hmm. you might not like the order, but if you don't like the way the military is going, the moral thing to do is to resign. 
and just step down and just say, I will not be part of this. If you yep. can't, you can't do your job. Um, so, so yeah, I think the whole thing as well, but, uh, you got anything else? No, that's about it. I, um, I, I think that's a, a good, uh, topic. We kind of, um, hit some big points. I'm excited to see, uh, what comes next from AOC. I kind of hope people continue bashing her. I kind of, um, I feel like a lot of people from the left were, um, getting on her also, which just makes the people who are defending her even that much more, um, interesting. You're like, uh, you really can never admit when like something uh, doesn't seem right on your side, but. Um, yeah, it's just so gross, this like, yes, queen. And like, yeah. just all this stuff. It's just like, oh, F off, like, come yeah. on. She's like, probably gonna be around for like the next 50 years, which uh, just sucks. <laughs> that's funny. I have a bet with someone in Philly that he thinks, I have a calendar reminder, we made a $50 bet. He thinks AOC is going to be president by like 2032 or like no. whenever. Yeah. And I was like, there is not a damn chance. I was like, I will take that bet. No problem. <laughs> She'll probably still be a politician, but she can't be president. Well, yeah. And- Honestly, man, look, you, you work as a bartender, you work in the industry for long enough, you've done some shit, you've done some things, and once she starts elevating herself in power, I am sure the opposition research on her is going to be digging up a whole bunch of unsavory things. And she has to learn uh, like who borders the U.S. and some like basic foreign, foreign policy first, because um, yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't know much, um, at least from what she puts off. But she, uh, She's vapid. Love talking to you, Todd. Great episode, as always. Hopefully our viewers enjoy it. I keep on saying it, but it's going to happen very soon. We're going to have a guest soon, hopefully sooner rather than later. If you have anyone in mind or anyone listening, if you want to come, please reach out. We'd love to have you and um, have a great weekend. This is the week that was or that we missed or both. Peace.